Welcome back to Around the Farm, the podcast about all things ag. I'm your host, Clint Schaffer, and today we're going to be speaking with Iowa farmer Jerry Sengens and his plans around getting ready for the 22 planting season. Stay tuned. Hey, Jerry, welcome back to Around the Farm. Great to have you on again. But for those uh, listeners that may not know you, how about you, how about you introduce yourself again? Thanks for having me. My name is Jerry Sensions. I live in northwest Iowa, Kingsley, Iowa. And I grow corn and soybeans here, or try to. Anyway, without any rain, it's kind of hard to do, but that's what I'm going to try to do anyway. No, that's, uh, that's great. Well, last time that we talked up, or caught up, it was what, March of 2020, I believe. So it's been been almost two years there. Yes, lots happened since that time. <laughs> no, a lot has happened. I mean, what 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 have you been up to since then? What are some of the things that have changed on, uh, on your operation or just even around in life in general? Well, last year was very interesting. Um, late 2020, got asked to do a documentary and agreed to do that. Uh, started doing it in the early, well, late summer or late winter, early spring of, uh, 2021. Uh, we had, uh, kind of a drought going on all summer long, um, while doing the documentary. And then I got a hailstorm that wiped out half my crop in the summertime. Um, had my daughter's wedding in fall had a really good fall i'm very blessed to have that and then to top it off to finish out the year like three days after uh completed filming um had a tornado took out a lot of my buildings and equipment and everything else so a little basically a little bit of everything Wow. I mean, uh, first <laughs> off, I guess, I got to unpack all this, but uh, right. first off, congratulations on, on uh, getting, getting your, uh, your daughter married off there. Yeah, so that's, that uh, that, awesome. that's the first thing. Yes. Good time was had by all, that's for sure. You know, I seen uh, seen the documentary. I mean, you guys did a absolutely phenomenal job there. It was great to see uh, see your operation and and uh, just kind of kind of the ins and outs. Um, I mean, running into a lot of the the mother nature issues. Uh, it just sounds like uh, I mean, you got you got hit on all sides. It seems like last year. So sure did. Yes, yes, and that's. And I'm sure that's a story with a lot of people. It seems like it's either too much this or too much that, but. It's a challenge that we face, and you keep on pushing ahead somehow. Yeah, we got uh, you know for for Chaffer Farms, we got hit with uh, didn't get any hail, but we ended up getting hit with uh, about three or four different wind events that ended up coming through, and yeah, it was uh, there was just a lot of a lot of different things that happened uh, over last year, and uh, hopefully we have a a, a different uh, outlook coming up this year. So. What would a normal uh, year be like? I don't know anymore. <laughs> it's been so long since we've had one. I'm not right. sure. Uh, not sure if I can remember. So right, right. Well, and then you you factor in Mother Nature, and then you factor in the prices of everything. You know, battling that, and the the supply chain is an issue, and uh, equipment uh, supply chains an issue, and just yeah, it's getting to be a lot on the plate that's for sure well you know you, you you discuss some of that i mean how 
How have some of those factors, Jerry, impacted your planning efforts going into this upcoming planting season? Because I'm sure that's, uh, I mean, that's a little bit of a wild card, I guess, you know, going in from, you know, maybe it's fall fertilizer to to even going into, like you said, some of the inputs this year. Um, how has that changed your, your, your planning structure? You've seen in the documentary, I purchased a spreader of my own, put up some tanks to, to purchase uh, fertilizer in the summertime to try to capture, uh, you know, good fertilizer prices in the summer. Of course, when you're buying it, you're not thinking, well, I can't, hopefully it gets, uh, uh, well, not hopefully it goes up, but uh, you bought it at the correct time and it ended up, it was the right thing to do. Uh, saved a lot of money um, by putting up your own fertilizer tanks and be able to do that on my own. So that, that helped tremendously on the fertilizer side. Um, you know, coming into this spring, I got all my fertilizer, well, most of my fertilizer put on, I won't say all, but pretty much all of it put on. And, you know, I guess the seed side of it looks good, but the chemical side, there might be a supply chain issue, but we'll tackle that as it comes. So it's, it. I was told it was supposed to be coming, so we'll see. Well, it's, uh, you know, I mean, you and I have been friends for, uh, for quite some time now. And, uh, and it's, I've always thought it was fascinating how you run your operation because you're one of those folks that, that look at, uh, diversifying as you start upgrading. And it seems like, uh, you know, as you've started purchasing different pieces, you've kind of diversified into, into even offering some services to, to surrounding farmers and whatnot. Cause I know you've, uh, you got a, a self-propelled sprayer and whatnot that you've uh, went out and sprayed for uh, for some folks. And how how did you start working into that kind of a uh, of a situation and offering? Uh, probably by necessity. I like the the bigger equipment was helping my smaller farm, and I had to justify it by you know doing neighbors and whatever. And so I guess that's how I got into it. Um, on the fertilizer side, I, I really think that's a something that we really need to dive into to, to make it work for each and everyone's field. Um, what works for me may not work for you. And I'm just trying to dive into the, you know, the fertilizer side of the situation to really dial that in too. And, and it's hard to do when you're hiring that done. So, you know, that's why I look to one to save money, B to, you know, really fine tune my situation, what I'm doing here and maybe spoon feed it to whatever, try different products to see what works and what doesn't. Um, just try to get better at it. Yeah. Well, I, that, uh, that's just, like I said, I, I think that's always fascinating as, as folks try to try to diversify out. I think, uh, hearing some success stories like, uh, like your operation being able to, to do that. And, uh, and like you said, I think it, uh, like what you were saying, uh, opens up some opportunities to maybe try some new technologies or try different, uh, different practices across your operation as well. Right. Absolutely. I mean, I, Especially on the fertilizer side, it's really opened up some doors for me and try new products and and uh, really dial that in to get the nutrients where it needs to be. Because I, I, it all starts there. If if that's all off, then you know your your seed ain't going to be very good if your uh, uh, fertility is way off whack. Yeah. Well, speaking of of equipment and and different pieces, I mean, here we are sitting on uh, it, it's you know tickling the front side of spring here. 
Uh, and I know, uh, you know, this is the time that, that we're all trying to figure out how to get equipment ready and, and what are some of the changes and things of that nature for timing. How, how's, how's your equipment looking? What are you, what are you looking at changing or are you, are you sticking with what you had last year? Any new technologies that you're going to be implementing? Well, on the planner side, uh, I don't know, not really upgrading, but, you know, getting a newer one of them, but hopefully, you know, all the parts and everything come in on time. Um, you know, like I said, on the fertilizer side, I've been dabbling different products, different areas to really fine tune that. Um, I don't know. I, I'm pretty ahead uh, of the curve on the technology side. I mean, my sprayer is uh, direct apply. Uh, last summer, I had an opportunity to do a program where they fly my fields with a drone, find all the weeds, give me a prescription and then go spray and hit where all the weeds are only. So, I mean, that was a huge chemical savings. Um, so, you know, look forward to doing that again this summer and, you know, fine-tuning that and try to save some money anytime you can. Man, that's just, it's exciting to see that, uh, the, those new technologies like that and uh, getting down to, you know, I mean, really identifying each individual weed out in that field, I think is just, that's incredible that, uh, that, that here we are sitting at, at this time and age and, and have the technology available to do that. You know, there's a lot of uh, folks that have a lot of apprehension about, you know, uh, autonomous vehicles, right? If you take, uh, you know, a lot of these EVs that are that are uh, getting uh, launched here and and the autonomy that will basically follow, uh, working that into the agricultural sector, how comfortable are you with with your equipment, uh, you know, out there running on its own? Or you, know, you seem like you're pretty uh, pretty cutting edge, but uh, I guess just what's your overall thoughts and opinions on having that technology available to you? Well, obviously, I'm super excited about it. I, I guess it, yes, it's the equipment's extremely expensive, but I guess some of the uh, uh, drivers that would be in it normally may not be so used to it. So I guess it's, I, I think the autonomous is actually better than a person that's not comfortable driving it. Um, then I got to think, and it'd be nice to have just for a lawnmower. Wouldn't that be nice? I won't have to mow. I think that'd be a nice mindless job that a lawnmower just mow the lawn for you. So uh, yeah, there is a lot of cool things and I, I don't have a problem with that new technology as long as it's cost effective. I, I, I hope I don't lose out on a lot of the newer technology because it's just, it's just not cost effective for you know smaller farmers. I know that's been one of the concerns on on even on the like like I mentioned on the on the vehicle side. You know, I mean, some of these autonomous upgrades are like you know fifteen thousand dollars to your base right. price of a of a car. You know, and that's a that that's a healthy chunk of money. So, well, even even like uh, the on the sprayer side, they have the cameras that you can put on the boom and and it'll it'll find the uh, weeds and spray instantly. But you're talking several hundred thousand dollars for that. And that's a lot of acres to spray to, to justify that, you know, so hopefully, you know, with new technology as time goes by, it gets cheaper, but it gets out of date pretty quick too. So we'll, we'll see how that all plays out. I mean, look at, uh, uh, just auto track, how far that's come. And now it's just a standard deal anymore. So that's yeah. Yeah. the way you it's know, just going to uh, be. 
Yeah, I mean that's uh, it's incredible how fast that kind of took off and and got integrated in. So now going going back on the on the planting side, you know, as you you talked about getting a different planter and and whatnot. What are, what are some of those things from uh, from an equipment standpoint? Uh, if you're going into the into the spring, is this the time that you start looking over your planter and start making some of those repairs, or was that oh, earlier? You know, I, earlier yeah, in the winter. I, I usually put it away, and make sure it's all put it away before I put it away for the year. Then, you know, either repair whatever it needs to be, and and uh, you know, get it ready for the next year. Just because, I mean, I'm always jumping to the next thing right away so i don't want any hidden boo-boos there or anything like that try to anyway um you know that's just the way i roll i guess no that's that's actually been a been a practice that uh the dad's incorporated into our farm as well which is kind of like right after the season whatever needs to be done let's let's get it hammered out and put it away you know basically ready to go again right now, there's some bigger repairs that if we know that rebuilding planter units and things of that nature if it's going to take a lot of time uh that's probably going to be pushed back to the winter time but uh, well at least order uh, the parts and get it you know take inventory what needs to be done and, and kind of go in there from there. So, and it, I mean, you can put, you can pull it out at any point in time, be ready to roll. As, as you're looking at uh, keeping, you know, maybe some of this fertilizer and stuff of that on, on hand as well. Is that getting put on in the, in the planter as well? Like, do you have some of those, uh, those pieces that you have to install, whether it's tanks or pumps or things of that nature, or are you doing any of that, that kind of activity? Currently, no. Currently, I get all the, the fertilizer put on in the fall. I mean, if it's not nitrogen, and then I go out and uh, uh, spread the P and K. Um, I am trying some different products. i uh doing some trials on some different uh, products for some micros. Um, so I'll, I'll, I I've did some in the fall and then doing side-by-sides in the spring just to see what's better. Um, hopefully... Last year I was going to try it, but it was so dry. But I'd like to, you know, side dress some urea, you know, in the, in whenever the corn needs it. But it was so dry last year. I don't think it, and no rain, it just doesn't work. So didn't even try it. But, and you were, you were mentioning before, you know, that it's, you know, pretty dry going into to, to right now. I mean, even even currently, it's uh, still sitting pretty dry. Uh, is that impacting your your plans? You know, I mean, as far as are, are you having to maybe, you know, course correct or things of that nature as uh, as we, you know, maybe we get rain, maybe we don't. But how how fluid does your plans have to be as you're going into planting season? Well, I always have a plan. So I got a plan for, you know, what fields need to be tilled, um, what products need to be sprayed. And then if I don't get any rain, I'm not going to till some of them. I got a VT tool that I use. Uh, I got it last year. And what's cool about that, I can write prescriptions for it and it changes pitch as you go through the field. Um, But if we don't get any more rain or any moisture whatsoever, I, I mean, I'll just have to just go into no-till on everything because it's just it is dry just dust blowing so uh yeah i have a plan and i want to be a normal plan that i usually do and if it doesn't rain we gotta you know just make some audibles and change her up see what whatever it takes to get the job done and keep the moisture in and 
hopefully get it up and growing. Absolutely. Does anything change in your plan for, you know, depending on, you know, those types of situations, uh, like on like variable rate seeding and, and, you know, populations or anything of that nature? Oh, absolutely. Especially uh, on the population side of it. Um, I do have recs for every field, but then I might overall just dial everything down certain percentage if it's super dry. Um, but, you know, I'm trying to stay the course, but being this extreme, it's, it's hard to have a normal plan. I mean, how do you plan for this drive weather? Well, one of the other things I always like to hit on too, you know, is you're, you're working through trying to make those, those decisions, right? I mean, whether it's uh, right population or, or variety or hybrid in, in the different fields or things of that nature, what does your community of information look like? Like who, who are you reaching out to uh, community-wise to, to help make some of those decisions? Uh, I usually go direct. Um you know, I use my DeKalb agronomist if I got any questions there. Um, my DSM, uh, you know, I, I, I'm doing that alpha group deal. So, I mean, we discuss what should go where uh, and get a plan and kind of go from there. What, what What's going to work best? What's not going to work? Um, that's usually the game plan anyway reach out to them and see what everyone's thinking and make a plan and go. And hopefully we have good results. Do you have any, any peer to peer groups that, uh, that you work through, whether it's, you know, locally or whether it's, you know, on Twitter or ag talk or, you know, one of those, one of those forums, uh, do you, do you work through any kind of community, uh, like a peer to peer groups at all? Not really work with, I mean, I always listen, see what everyone else is kind of doing and, Maybe I'll grab a little piece of information and make it work on my farm. But, uh, you know, and that's, that's what I'm always trying to say. It's like, you know, don't copy what I'm doing. I, you know, it works for me, but I want you to maybe find something that could work on your farm because what works for me may not work for you. But I guess that's what's nice having field view. I can track all that and understand why things did what it did, not just it. I got this result, but why would I got this result? I mean, was it lack of moisture, fertilizer? Did I have a disease issue, weed issue, um, you know, hail, tornadoes, whatever? Yeah, I can track all that and, and you know, understand why it did what it did and, and put the, I won't say the blame, but uh, figure out why it did what it did. And then we can learn from that. It, it seems like, you know, field view gives you that opportunity to, to make, you know, every field a test plot, basically, or your whole right. farm a test plot, you know, and how, how many side-by-side activities or, you know, split fields or name your, your favorite trial, but how many of those different things do you do on a, on a year-to-year basis? Uh, basically, all, all my acres is <laughs> something. Yes. Yep. Well, and, and, and I want to learn because my, my, my soils vary substantially. Um, that, you know, I want to learn every year. I want to be a do better than the best of last year. Just keep on getting better at it. And so, yeah, I'm always in, in the simplicity of it. You can do that. I mean, I can track it very easily through field view, um, run prescriptions, see what works, what doesn't work. Um, I'm, 
going across the field anyway, it doesn't take any more time or less time to do it. So, um, yeah. So every, so every acre is pretty much a test for me anyway, and try to get better. I think that's always the key, you know, and that's what uh, dad and I keep trying to run, uh, run different trials. I know we were doing population trials, uh, last year, you know, and that impacted our decision-making going into this year. And, uh, uh, it's always always something, right? Trying to figure out how to how to keep getting that uh, that top line yield and and the best return on investment. So, well, even I mean, even if you do get a good result, you just don't throw everything into it. You try it again, and you know, hopefully, you can get it a couple of years and and see a trend and learn from it. I guess it's just not trying to find the golden egg. I guess it's just trying to get better at everything. And, and find the right genetics, the right location, um, you know, getting to know your soils a lot better is key, I think, too. Um, getting your pH balance right, so that helps on everything, and go from there. Well, you, you, you talked about, you know, uh, earlier, you know, about having help and, and, uh, and family members running around. Uh, you, you have a brother uh, that, uh, that, that helps out every now and then, doesn't he? Yeah, he tries to anyway, whenever he can make it back, it's... Obviously, the last couple of years, it's been a challenge. That's for sure. So he's about and, halfway around the world, ain't he? Yeah, basically around the world, right? Yeah, yeah. He lives in Singapore and whatever, four or five thousand miles away. I guess I never, I never drove it, so I, <laughs> I don't know how far it is, but it's a ways over there. So yeah, hopefully he can make it back this spring. I don't know. I mean, we'll see what the restrictions are and see what happens there. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Well, you know, I know uh, we've we've talked about this uh, this before. A little little different uh, topic here, but you know, I, I'm a I'm a big Jeep guy, and uh, and I, I even got my Jeep in uh, in in one of our episodes of the next bushel for Asgro. Yet I noticed in uh, in a in a farmer's journey there, you got you got your little toy in there as oh, well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I got a, a 72 uh, Chevy Blazer. So, yeah, I popped the top this summer. And, yep, I made sure I got it into the documentary, too, and had a lot of good times with that this summer. So, yeah. That thing is absolutely beautiful. So uh, that is uh, that, that's one of those. I, I need to bring my Jeep over uh, over to Iowa sometime. We can go uh, go cruise around with the with the tops off. So yeah, they the, they did an awesome job in that documentary. I mean, and it really it, the documentary really you know showcased that particular uh, season. Um, you know the the rolling hills and the nice uh, cornrows and you know, the fair time. And that really captured all that very nicely. We were, we're blessed to have really good uh, shooting days when they, when they showed up. So uh, really happy way that turned out. They did a really awesome job with it. And, and you got a little hardware from it. Like you won like yeah. a, like an Emmy or something, right? Yeah. Isn't that quite the deal? Yeah. Yeah. You don't, you don't get to see that too much, but that's all right. <laughs> yeah. I'll take it. I'll take a W there. Well, yeah. congratulations on that and that was uh hats off to to you and the fieldview team uh that uh, that was that was absolutely wonderful and uh, uh just a just a great job on that so well and and, and I, i'm glad it's getting the good results and i you know want to tell not only my story but a, you know story of farmers like me and and i think the non-farming people really 
should hear what we have to go through. I mean, it's, it's nice to educate people what's reality to not reality anymore. So, uh, I, you know, that's why I'm happy that it's getting the response that it's getting and, and hopefully it continues that way. Well, you know, speaking of education, uh, it's always great to get advice from, uh, from you know, folks that have uh, been farming and, and do a good job. And uh, w- one thing I'd ask you here, Jerry, is, is if you think of somebody who might be going into their, their first season of planting, right? They, they're, they're jumping into farming for the, for the first time this year. What would be your, your one piece of advice as they roll into this planting season uh, that, uh, that, that, that you could offer up? I would say just make sure you get your fertility straight first. It all starts there, in my opinion. Um, if your fertility is off, it's going to be hard to make that seed do what it's supposed to and get the best results out of it. So, you know, get them soil tests, figure out what's going on in the soil and, you know, learn from it and keep on going on that. And then after that, then I would say uh, right seed placement and right seed depth and right seed uh, uh, population is is really key after that. And keep on trying, trying different things to see what works and what doesn't. Uh, I think that uh, that is that is fantastic advice, there, Jerry. I think uh, you know you any anytime you can start with that that you know the the best foundation, right? Everything builds absolutely. Off of that. Yeah, I think absolutely, the, the soil health is is absolutely wonderful there. So. And it's the, it's the easiest thing to forget about. I mean, I just, this blanket throwing something out there, uh, you know, with like we did for years, isn't the answer. So, um, yep. yeah, look into that a little bit deeper and see what's going on. Well, hey, I won't take any more of your time here. I appreciate you jumping on here on Around the Farm and uh, taking us through just kind of your thoughts and preparations uh, ahead of the planting season here. Yeah, check in anytime. Give me a holler. Hey, I just want to say thanks again to Jerry for joining the podcast here. It was great going through all the different uh, steps on getting ready for the 22 planting season. We also hope that you enjoyed the podcast. If you did, be sure to hit the like button, subscribe, and ring the bell to get notified each and every time that we push out new content. Also, if you'd like to go watch Jerry's documentary, head on over to Climate Field View's YouTube page and check out the Emmy-winning series, A Farmer's Journey. Also... Around the Farm is brought to you by Climate Field View. We'll see you around the farm.